For some reason, tonight I wanted nothing other than an Italian cheese bread from Little Caesars. Unfortunately, the location near my home no longer exists. There are no pizza places within a mile or two anymore. Not that it'd matter. Little Caesars is the pizza place for me and has been for my entire lifetime. It's inexpensive, for one thing. I see their prices creeped up a bit over the past few years, so that's a bit disappointing. It's now $8 instead of $5 for some wings. Hot and ready is no longer $5, either. The only thing that looks like it's the same price as crazy bread, sans the marinara, of course. Not that I like marinara or tomato in general, or even want to consume it due to health issues around it. For some reason, though, the idea of an Italian cheese bread was hot on my mind around 6pm. The assholes in my head told me that the man in the deli that has been having a Mexican stare down with me for months is daydreaming about eating said thing with me. I told them to fuck off already, this is the Crystal and Sansara show. In fact, I'm peeved. I got talked into a hair color I'm not sure I want right now. It's the same color as my text on this website, so obviously a color I enjoy. I'm not sure if I'm going to put it on my head, but my ancestor that has been trying to guide me thought it'd be appropriate to dig out my purple lipstick, dye my hair thus, and dress in all purple with some goth or punk accessories. Just in time for that beloved V-Day bullshit, might I add. Let me tell you something, ladies and gentlemen, St. Valentine was a jackass. He married people to animals for the purposes of fornication and it was always men marrying livestock. Always. Those animals do not consent. You are celebrating a bestiality ringleader by celebrating Valentine's Day as if it is the most romantic day of the year. So romantic. Balls deep and she goat. Or maybe it was donkey instead? That's what you're commemorating. Dash. We anticipate being single and it's no big deal. Yes, that's right, we're a we. There's more than one of me responsible for this vessel these days. Fuck, the hankering for pizza has returned. The problem is that pizza has tomato sauce on it by default. Read up on tomatoes sometime, since they're just barely removed from the nightshade plant. You know, the one that can kill you if you consume its fruit. In fact, what is the difference between the nightshade plant and tiny tomatoes? Take a look at the two here. The image of spoon tomato, micro fruit, courtesy of a Google search. Ripe nightshade berries, courtesy of Catholic University Leuven, whatever that means. Okay, sure, the tomato is rounder. Romas aren't. Do you see what I see? Relations. Anyway, forget it because I'm not a nutrition specialist, a doctor, or a dietitian. I'm nobody. Just a girl who nearly died thanks to this stupid fruit. Dash. My ancestor is very patiently waiting for my mental illness to subside. That is, the fact that my exes still think about me far too much. Apparently, this year, we're going to get rid of them finally. I think it's therapy of some sort for me, but I have no idea anymore. What I do know is they're an epic waste of time. For hours every evening, I talk out loud to myself, as if telepathy is going to work someday. As if I'm going to end up talking to someone who wants to talk to me, and it's not these two assholes that I hate so dearly that I've dubbed Benj and Nick since they are so similar it's impossible to tell them apart. And they blame each other constantly. They cost me all my hot, tasty coffee, might I add. Dash. I had a dream last night. This morning, really. I dreamt of a 17-foot-long boa constrictor. I realized that this animal was in another dream of mine, and I recalled in this new dream that I mishandled the poor beast. So, in the latest installment of the boa series, the poor thing cut itself in half and died in front of me. I actually cried because this is just utterly awful to me. I tried to imagine putting the poor dream creature back together again to live on in my imagination, but I have yet to succeed.
I won't give up just because these two jackasses in my head have distracted me from this end. I wish I'd done it sooner, because as soon as I came downstairs, my mom attacked me with all her social security crap. Since my dad died and they'd been notified, they mailed her three different forms and return envelopes. I couldn't fill one of them out because for some reason we cannot find her Medicare card, only the deceased's cards. So we called SSA, to be told to go online and register an account, and do this, and do that. My mother stands there as we try to figure out her Medicare number and tells me it's in a rolling cart. I'm like, okay. I remember seeing that right after I moved in, but I haven't seen it in ages. I thought they moved it somewhere else to put it away, honestly. So I'm running around the house, looking everywhere, and I can't find the thing. It was at least 25 to 35 pounds, if not more, and really it's dirty as all get out, so I'm not sure why I can't find it. Then it dawns on me that I locked someone out of this house last February when I got the door knobs changed via a locksmith. Someone my father accused of stealing his tools. Someone my father accused of stealing his raw materials. Someone they could have kicked out a long time ago, but my father is too disorganized to know what he still has and what he doesn't. I told her I don't know what to do, I've looked in every room on this floor and I looked at every room downstairs. I got a little sidetracked trying to figure out if there is indeed a second false wall down there, but I looked and there was nothing. In fact, there was less than I even remembered being down there, but I know some of that is my fault for going through their 15 years worth of receipts and throwing shit away that's irrelevant. Recycled, really, after shredding it. I mean, they had receipts for things like food purchases. It was too much, really. Now we are down to keepsakes and taxes and a handful of receipts and medical histories, so it's quite nice. I intend to digitize the important stuff but maybe not since cyber criminals are all kinds of resourceful these days. Anyway, one reason not to have a ton of paper and cardboard in the house is that it houses mold. Moreover, those trees should be alive, not dead to prove we bought something, or hold the proof that we bought something. Most people aren't going to see it my way. But that's why I got really gung-ho about recycling it. Besides all that, cardboard attracts bugs. Because in the wild, trees are harbors for bugs. It's almost like that's natural, or something. Anyway, I'm positive now that there must be bodies on my property, hidden in the walls. I'm not looking forward to proving it, but it's going to be brought to light as I remodel the place so it's a home rather than the Adams family dungeon. I might keep the cobwebs, though, they're charming. And the spiders, too, please. My inner child cries. Yes, dear, the spiders, too. The only thing that could make me happier with this house is a ton of ladybugs wintering in my attic every year. Dash. I think my mom snuck into the canned food crap in the house recently. She has chronic constipation issues, which I thought I resolved by feeding her 50% veggies, 30% meat, and 20% fat on a daily basis. I know she was regular until two days ago because she leaves behind an odor, you know? She has yet to figure out lighting a candle before going will kill that quickly and I've left a raspberry vanilla candle in there for this purpose. Anyway, she was seriously constipated, and today she was having colon spasms. I was going to take her with me to the grocery store to get her a little more exercise this week, but she ended up declining because of this. So, when I was ready to go, I asked her if she needed anything. She just ran out of this epic amount of Miralax she bought like a month ago. Well, maybe that's partly why she was constipated, too? I don't know for sure, she shouldn't be constipated on the diet I feed her, this much I do know. I also know she has a wicked congida overgrowth in her gut, which I intend to murder with a lot of oregano, basil, garlic, and onion. The first three murder bad juju in the gut, the last soaks it all up and pulls it out the natural way. 
The thing about murdering yeast is as follows, all fungus dump toxins into your guts and or bloodstream. Even when they're alive, they do it, but they especially do it as they die off. It's extremely toxic and can kill you, I know this because I nearly fucking died of it. I also know she has it bad. She gained like 50 pounds in 6 months of binge eating breads and baked goods. The gluten and sugar and milk inside those items boosted the yeast's ability to reproduce and, if I am correct, created a biofilm inside her guts. Biofilm is bad, okay? Now, I'm going to put her what I went through a few years ago, and put her on my miracle diet for fixing it at the same time. The miracle diet is as follows. 1. Lean meats. 2. Unsaturated fats only. 3. No starch vegetables only. 4. One or two pieces of fruit per day. 5. Plenty of oregano, basil, garlic, and onion. And parsley because it can't hurt. 6. Grass-fed beef gelatin added to foods where possible to help restore the gut lining that sloughs off as we kill the yeast and bad bacteria build up in her gut. I was on this diet for a very long time, two years, basically. Now, it probably would have worked better and faster if I'd added gelatin in earlier and if my father didn't persist in consuming dairy, which I am, or was. Allergic too. I'm actually fuzzy on all this and I'm going to get testing done soon, as well as intolerance slash allergy for turmeric. God insists no matter what time of day or what day of the week that I'm allergic to turmeric and that he won't be fixing it any time soon. He's going to wait until I take the bitch who murdered me to court and win my case first. He's quite adamant about me taking cases to court. Apparently, I've been wronged in the eyes of the law no fewer than 671 times and it is high time I start making sure people pay for it, too. Strange thing for God to be adamant about, I know. At least, it's strange to me. Maybe it makes sense to some Bible thumper somewhere. Did I mention I'm irreligious? I'll mention it now. Also, so is God, so. Yeah. Lovely, eh? All these books that people follow, question, follow some more against their better judgment. They're all fucked up, he says, and it's better off for you to use your own judgment these days. Also, he, like I, am against organized religion because it is a tool used to control the masses and sway them one way or another. Let me say that again organized religion is for thought control. So, anyway. God's been with me through this whole ordeal and promises me retribution now that I am able to hear her. Did I mention that God's gender fluid? I'll do that now. So uh, here's what's what. 1. I apologize for every entry prior to this one because it's written by two pedophiles who are somehow inside my head. Their names are Ben and Nick. 2. There is an afterlife. Woo. You get judged the day you die. No it's not fun. 3. Suicide is not a sin, it's a tragedy. 4. Murder is still a sin and anyone who commits suicide because of what someone else does will be judged as murdered, and the persons who drive that individual to doing it will be judged as murderers. 5. I love you. God 6. You will all die. It is a fact of life. It is nothing to fear. I am here for you, always. 7. You will be allowed to reincarnate at my will after death. It will not always be as a human being, either, which will make for great past-life regression hypnotherapy in the future. 8. My proof lies in your own soul memory, which you can access with a past-life regression hypnotherapist. This girl typing this blog was once a snake in a temple of Poseidon and Zeus. A ball python, specifically. A ball python that was shown unconditional love, something that her soul never forgot until this tragic lifetime. She paid it forward over one million times in this lifetime alone. Now she is broken because she does not believe that men can be anything other than base animal.
Men care for nothing more than fucking and they are always looking for someone more attractive, skinnier, kinkier, and so on. That she will never, ever truly be loved for who she actually is because she is fat and autistic and weird. No man will ever treat her as anything other than a trophy at best, a disposable fuck toy at worst. Or maybe the worst is simply to be treated as a doormat. I am unhappy with you humans. Tonight, we suicide on Italian cheesy bread. Goodbye, cruel world.